Welcome to That Shady Buffalo Podcast, a podcast about unimportant things that for some reason are important to us. This week's unimportant topic, the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. For the uh, person living under a rock, those are movies that are surrounding superheroes from the Marvel comic book line. Really excited to talk about these. Although, like I said, not super important to the, you know, the big picture of our lives in 2021. Just so much fun. So I have two of the biggest MCU fans that I know with me today. The first being Lincoln Anderson. Lincoln, how you doing, man? I'm good. Glad to be here. Uh, though I thought we were doing the Martin Scorsese cinematic universe at first, but Easy I guess this is also fun. Yeah, you know, very similar movie class, you know, <laughs> similar stuff there. Anyways, the other guest I have here, yes, I have two guests this week. We have Carson Stafford. Welcome back, Carson. It's great to be back. Thanks for having me back on. Uh, maybe I didn't have the strongest outing on my last appearance, but we'll, we'll see how my comeback is. You know, you know, you're hard on yourself, but you know, that's okay. So, yes. Yeah, so we are talking about the MCU. And so to start off that, Let's talk about how we got into the MCU. I feel like that we're, we're different people, different ages, um, and probably have some different stories here. That's kind of an interesting part of talking about these topics is getting into our personal stories behind um, the different topics we're talking about week to week. So we'll go back to Lincoln. Lincoln, what's like your history with not just the MCU, but Marvel in general as well? So it's funny, the thing that I first like remember so obviously like Spider-Man everyone knows Spider-Man is like yeah. you just know who that is when you're like two years old yeah. but you're born in the womb and you're, yeah you hear the Spider-Man song <laughs> but I had like DVDs of the ultimate Avengers movies they're animated I don't know if you guys have ever seen them but weirdly enough they have like the same roster as the movie does for the most part oh, it's wow. like Black Widow and Nick Fury, like, assembling a team of, like, Captain America, Thor, Iron Man, Hulk. So it's, like, and then I think, yeah. like, Giant Man's there, so he's not. <laughs> but, like, for the most part, it was the same. So I remember, like, it starts with Cap, like, in World War II, and, like, it shows his story. And I was just like, oh, this is dope. I mean, I was probably, like, eight when I first saw them, but I thought <laughs> they were so cool. Yeah. And Black Panther was in the second one. So like I was introduced to him. So like weirdly enough, a lot of the MCU I was introduced to just with like, I think those two or three movies. But, uh, and then I remember seeing the first teaser trailer for Iron Man. It was, I don't know why I remember this. Cause I'm for my, I guess I would have been nine at the time, but I remember it so specifically. Wow. I was at my cousin's house we were like doing something but for whatever reason like the mtv movie awards were on <laughs> and the trail the trailer for it played and it was literally just him in, in the silver suit so i don't even think oh, it was wow. from a shot actually in the movie but it's just him flying and i remember being like they're making an iron man movie that's so cool and like <laughs> you know the rest is history yeah. i've seen all of them at least once now and i'm a big fan Awesome. That's, that's, I, yeah, I actually don't think I've heard of that was the ultimate Avengers. Yeah, I don't think I've even I, heard of that. And I've watched some of the animated stuff, but I don't think I've heard of those. Yeah, it's it actually is the plot of the first one, too. Like they're that's fighting a wild. Chitauri invasion. Yes, yeah. that's, that's interesting. It's weird. I feel like that. I feel like people would have been like, 
people should have been more upset about that. Like, right? Like, I feel like if that happened in 2020, they'd just be like, oh, they just ripped off this They're, animated yeah. thing, didn't they? The like, animated one's better. People yeah, definitely animated, would have said that. <laughs> yeah. That's so weird. I, I had no idea because I did not. And it wasn't because I wasn't, like, aware of social media uh, presence or, like, you know, fan opinions of movies back then. It was just, like, they didn't care. Yeah. I guess. That's interesting. Just right, the difference also, between like DVDs and streaming, like yeah, I guess. Like, I mean, yeah. you know, obviously, since then the uh, online world has exploded. But yeah. yeah, that's cool. All right, Carson, what about you? What's your history with Marvel and the MCU? So um, I'm going to start off just with superheroes in general, not even yeah. specifically for Makes the sense. MCU. So my first introduction to superheroes that I can remember. Um, my family actually kind of like growing up had a tradition where every like every like Friday night we would either go to our local library uh, and rent movies or we would go to Hollywood video and rent movies. That's awesome. You know, um, real quick, and- this is the second time that we'll have be we'll, we'll be mentioning going to the library and uh, getting DVDs from the library, <laughs> which is pretty wild. That's really funny. Um, but I remember whether it was the library or it was the Hollywood video. You know, like when you're a young kid, you, you'll you get like fascinated with one thing and you'll rewatch the same thing over and over again. Well, that was me with the Batman and Scooby-Doo uh, <laughs> movie. Yes. And I watched that thing probably five to 10 times before the age of like six. That's awesome. Uh, so that like was like my earliest memory of... Um, superheroes and then i then i had a lot of these like really sick uh batman um uh action figures growing up like had all this stuff um and so that was my introduction to superheroes in general and then like in that same vein of like toys i kind of uh my actual introduction to marvel i was still super young i had like spider-man lincoln mentioned spider-man not being like one of the first heroes you know but um the Tobey Maguire uh, Spider-Man trilogy was coming out uh, when I was like five, six, seven years old. So it was like perfect uh, for me growing up. And I had a set of uh, Spider-Man and MCU character. It was like Wolverine, Cyclops, uh, but they were like rescue heroes. Yeah, I remember those. And and I had, and I had Captain America was one of them. Uh, And like, so I had like a Captain America rescue hero Mm -hmm. uh, with his motorcycle and Spider-Man one. Uh, So those toys. And then, um, then my introduction to some of the more uh, unique characters um, that seemed kind of like uh, strange that they got their own movies was actually a Lego Marvel video game that I played at a friend's house uh, one year. And it was just like, it came out around the time that the Avengers movie came out. So it, was, it came out about 2012-ish, um, I mm-hmm. believe. And yeah. that was kind of like my introduction to a lot of these characters. So it was kind of cool. And actually a lot of my superhero knowledge of characters came from that movie. Uh, so like it was funny um, that, that played a big role in my introduction um, nice so yeah yeah that's funny i hadn't i haven't thought about rescue heroes in a decade <laughs> so that's pretty funny that's a pretty cool it's flashback there yeah it's been a while uh, for myself i i don't know if i have a specific like oh, this is the moment you know what i mean because i feel like there's probably three or four years of time from when i was like seven six or seven all the way up till i was 10 or 11 and where i read some X-Men comics, some Spider-Man comics. Uh, my dad had some old Thor comics. Um, and it was just like two or three. Like it wasn't like this massive collection. But Dallas, my uncle had, probably still has somewhere, hopefully, because they're probably worth some money, potentially. Uh, had a ton of X-Men comics and had some Spider-Man comics and other stuff like that. And uh, my dad had, like I said, some Thor comics. I remember those. And I, I grew up on the Batman animated series, which 
any '90s kid will will say that's the greatest TV show of all time, and even though it's probably not amazing if you watch it now and you're not, you know, a child. <laughs> but I can remember as a kid thinking this was like the coolest TV show of all time because it was one of the first kids shows that was for kids that took kids seriously, which is kind of a, a thing that happens much more common now. I mean, the P- Pixar is a kind of like, you know, kids yeah. stuff that also works for adults, and other a lot of other kids things that. Uh, like shows and movies and things that are geared for children that takes the kids seriously doesn't like you know bend over backwards to do poop jokes and to do things that are like you know lowest common denominator for the kids kind of things so that show kind of hooked me into superheroes and then I remember um, at some point watching Batman from 89 um, and enjoying that but thinking it was really strange and I still kind of feel that way about it but uh, it's a whole different podcast but for the MCU and for Marvel, I remember watching the Spider-Man movies and the X-Men movies and thinking they were just amazing. Like, pretty much all of them. The first time I remember watching a superhero movie and being like, oh, this isn't amazing, was either Spider-Man 3 or The Last Stand, X-Men 3. I don't remember which one was first because they were pretty, like, pretty, probably only a few years apart. Um, and I was just old enough to be, like, like a little bit um, getting into that time of your life where you're a little more critical of movies and TV and that kind of thing. And I remember being like, yeah, these aren't as good. And I don't know why. Um, and, you know, I've watched them since. You can kind of figure out why. But uh, that was kind of my introduction into Marvel. And so when Iron Man was first coming out, I remember seeing the trailers and watching that movie and really, like, being excited for what was to come um, because of the fact that I read a few comics here and there. I just knew there were some more connections and um and but the the I think the moment that you really realize this is potentially a big deal is the Nick Fury cameo at the end of Iron Man. I mean that's a moment where you're like, okay, this could really go somewhere. Um, and that's really you know a, like, that spans you know from when I was seven or eight up until 2008. It's a long time of my life there. That's you know a decade probably of time where I was reading comic books and watching animated superhero shows and watching some superhero movies here and there and uh you know since then it's just like something i've enjoyed um although like martin scorsese once said you know it's just like a roller coaster right it's just like a just like the racer the racer that's all it is (laughs) so so to move forward from there you know he's he's a very good good filmmaker i guess but i mean you know that's his opinion. I mean, he's not totally wrong. We can get into that. But he's not totally wrong. But the thing really that's good. funny They're is really like, fun movies. They're really good. If you asked any 85-year-old about the MCU, oh, yes. they'd probably <laughs> have that opinion. That's probably true. <laughs> it's funny because he's so he's if you are into movies, he's probably someone you've heard of and you know of him and you enjoy yeah. his movies, probably, at least to some extent. And so you think of him probably as in your head, he's probably younger than 85. You know what yeah. I mean? But he's not. So <laughs> so for this episode, we're not just going to sit here and chit chat about Marvel, although we that will. That was a can of worms. Yeah. <laughs> so. We need to avoid that. That's a landmine. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Uh, so what we're going to do is going to organize these movies and rank them in a tier list, which probably has been done before, but not by us. So we're going to do that. And how we're going to do that is we're going to organize them um, and average them out based off of our opinions. We don't all have the same opinion here. We're going to have varying opinions on many of these movies. Um, Maybe all of them, I I doubt it, but maybe all of them. Um, But beyond just putting them into a tier list, we're going to name the tier lists 
the, the each tier, sorry, we're going to name each tier after a Marvel quote in order to just make it a little more fun, a little more thematic. And um, so we're going to go through in chronological order from the order of release, not from like the plot chronological order, but the order of release and go through each one, discuss where we think they should go and place them. And obviously this is an audio only format, but I'm going to be posting um, some pictures and um, different you know, before and after stuff of the tier list on the Instagram page. So, so you, you'll be able to see that there if you are um, struggling to follow along with the audio portion. And we'll stop and recap. I think it will be smart to stop and recap after every um, phase. So after phase one, we'll do a little recap of where we put all of phase one and after phase two and so on. So first, uh, we have six tiers and the very top tier is I Love You 3000 because... These are going to be the top, top, top movies that we just love 3,000. And, you know, they're just the best of the best. Anyways, so below that, Lincoln, go ahead and take us away with the next two tiers below that. So right below that one, we have Avengers Assemble, which, you know, I think or maybe a little, we don't love these, but they're still, they're still great and epic and iconic, I guess. And then yeah. right below that one, we have I Can Do This All Day. This is more, again, I feel like the flavor for these, the like thematic yeah. might confuse us a little bit if we focus too hard on it. No, I, I think the purpose is just to give us a little bit of fun. Yeah, yeah. Not really to be like, well, is this an, is this an I can do this all day movie? <laughs> the top tier is the is our yeah, favorite yeah. and the bottom tier is our least favorite. And that's yeah. all that, that really means. All right. But anyways. So yeah, um, the I, I don't know if I said the name. I can do this all day is the name did, of the that's third. Fine, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so ones that we can just watch all day because they're great. So, I mean, Avengers Assemble, and then I can do this all day. Three, These three will be the ones that are like, these are all good. I think we can agree on that. Mm. And there's different levels of good. Um, you know, so the top, 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 and then Avengers Assemble is right below that, and then I can do this all day. Um, Carson, what's the first one that's like, maybe not great? So to start off the bottom half at the top of the bottom half i guess yeah. is dormammu i've come to bargain <laughs> and this one uh, is of course uh, from doctor strange and the meaning of this tier is pretty much just going to be the movies that could kind of go either way uh, depending on how you feel about them this is kind yeah. of like the tipping point of the tier list it could either fall into the more positive half or it could tumble a little lower into the more negative half of things uh, but both have maybe had some good uh things going for it, but maybe some strikes that make it tough to judge. So depending on how much you like or those things bother you could kind of fall on either side of the, uh, of the equation there. Yeah. And right below that, the next to last tier is it's probably just a case of the Mondays. And uh, it's because, you know, these are not, these are going to be the first tier that is like ones that we have, uh, have agreed or have at least averaged out amongst our opinions that these are, these are not good. Um, they might not be awful, but they're not great. They're not good. Um, and, you know, maybe just someone just had a bad day. And that's why, the, you know, the, the director or maybe the, the writer just had a, had a case of the Mondays and it just wasn't so good. But that's going to be our next to last year. Our last year, Carson, take that one away. Our last year is fine. I'll do it myself. The iconic line that Thanos gives as he decides to go collect the Infinity Stones for himself um, these are the movies that are the bottom of the barrel in the MCU. Um, although we love the MCU, there uh, are some couple, there are at least a couple strikes 
And those will definitely end up at least uh, a couple of them falling into this one. These are the ones that we think maybe we on the podcast could have done a better job ourselves. (laughs) All right. So with that, we're going to take a quick break and then get back into the actual placing of the films into the tier list. So we'll see you all in one second. And welcome back to that Shady Buffalo podcast. We're going to start off with our MCU tier list here. So there's no other place to start than with Iron Man, the movie that started it all back in 2008, has a 94% on Rotten Tomatoes, but do we think it's worthy of 94%? Let's start with Carson. Carson, how do you feel about this movie? So I'm having a hard time placing this one because it's right on the border of uh, two tiers for me. Yeah. Um, it's been a, I will admit it's been, I've seen it multiple times. Uh, I don't, I don't go back and rewatch all the Marvel movies. I've re I say I've rewatched the majority of them in this one. I've seen a good two or three times, but it's been a while since those rewatches. Yeah. Um, and I think I'm going to give it the benefit of the doubt. Um, even though for my taste personally, it might fall on the latter end of this tier. Um, but I think I'm going to place it in the Avengers assemble tier. Um, what? Okay, cool. Wow. So kind of moves me away. So I, I, I was a little I'm bit okay unprepared. It, I was a little bit unprepared because um because I was expecting, I don't know why, I was expecting like I was thinking five, um, but five tiers. Oh yeah, okay. yeah. So, yeah so, that makes sense though. So it got a little so it, based off of what I where I thought about placing it, that's where it is right now. Yeah. Um I'm I wanted to give it the benefit of the doubt. It's it did such a great job kicking off the MCU. Um, so I wanted to yeah. put it there, the, the doubt again. Sure. Um, and so, yeah, I think that's, that's where I'm going to have it for right now. Okay. Lincoln, come and bring us back down to earth. <laughs> uh, last category. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> no. So I do think this movie, when, when thinking about it, I put stuff, like I, I put things against it and then I'm, I realized that that's almost more like some of the things that it did that other movies did worse. I like associate it to this movie. Like okay. the thing where the villain is just a copy of the hero. Yeah. So then the final battle is kind of boring. Yeah. A lot of MCU movies do that. And so does this one, but obviously like this one yeah. is no, it's not the worst one. So but I, I think I have it in Dormammu. I've come to bargain. Okay. Uh, we have a big divide here already. Yeah. Nice. Uh, I love it. And I, I do, I think this is right where it starts to be like bottom half of the MCU, where it's okay. still good, but not. not yeah, so we are including, I didn't I didn't actually mention this, we are including WandaVision and the Falcon and the Winter Soldier um, because they're new and people have been watching those. And I, I would say probably Falcon and the Winter Soldier and WandaVision individually probably have as many people watching them as like S.H.I.E.L.D. did and combined with like, uh, you know, Shield and Peggy Carter and the other like yeah. hardcore. Like I, you know, yes, the MCU. I don't know if the MCU really includes like um, Daredevil and the other shows that were on Netflix. But the non-Netflix shows that are very tied to the MCU, probably even if you add all those together, have fewer um, people watching them than WandaVision. So it felt yeah. like it felt it felt like a good call to include those. So we have twenty-five. So if you're saying it's right in the middle, it's somewhere twelve or thirteen, or or for you, or maybe a little bit lower. Mm-hmm. um which is interesting so what's funny is i came in thinking like i was gonna have to stump for this movie thinking that carson would really like 
poo-poo it. And then I knew Lincoln would, would not have it super high, which I think is fair. Um, where I kind of fall on it is that there are some things that don't age well, but I give some of it a pass because like you said, the thing with the villain just being a copy of the um, hero is something that's really played out now, but in 2008, it wasn't. And so when I watch it, I, I still kind of see that with the eyes that I watched it with in 08, where I was like, you know, this is a really creative movie. It's in, in 2008 was probably a top five to top like seven or eight superhero movie. Um, And yes, since then it would not probably even be top 10. Um, For me, it wouldn't, I don't know about you guys. um, It wouldn't be probably even close to top 10 superhero movie for MCU. I actually have it somewhere around that 10 spot out of the 23, not counting Falcon and Winter Soldier and WandaVision. Um, And so I kind of forgive some of those things because there wasn't another movie, like, whereas when a different movie does it, you already have had Iron Man, so you've already had one movie do it, whereas this is the first time that it's done it within the MCU. There may be examples of other movies that did it um, outside of the MCU before Iron Man, but for this purpose, there wasn't. So um, I actually was thinking it was going to end up and I can do do this all day. That's where I was going to put it probably anyways. Um, It's the kind of movie that I can watch it whenever it's on. I have no problem watching it, but I don't think it's one of the top, top, top movies of the MCU. Mm -hmm. And so if I was going to put it in, I can, I can do this all day, which is the third tier. Lincoln was putting it in the fourth tier. I've come to bargain and Carson put it in the second tier. So I guess the average is just, I can do this all day. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, and I think that's the right spot uh, to be honest. And, and I, cause I spoke a little too quickly. I, I don't want to oh, you're, you're fine. I'm, I'm copping out or anything, no, but uh, I, I, for some, I, I legitimately was not thinking uh that that we were still doing six i don't know why i was hung up on five but i do think i can do this. <laughs> i think i think it's like a great example of just like a good marvel movie yeah so i, I think yeah. i think i think that's the i think good is the yeah. best way to describe that movie it's not great it's not amazing i think it's it was great bad. in 2008 it's better than okay it's it's a just a good marvel movie yeah mm-hmm. i think it was probably great in 2008 and i yeah, think which, that in the last 12 years it's probably slipped a little which is which is fair it's funny how like when when t- talking about how it's like aged it's, I'm sure yeah. like in 2012, I didn't think this, but like, if you watch it now, you're like, wow, 2008 was a very long time ago. <laughs> just like the comedy, the yeah. setup, everything. I'm just like, yeah, this definitely does not feel like a modern movie. No, even yeah. though it's Which is 13 strange. years old. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So just for the audio uh, portion of this, I can do this all day is basically the B tier. So a typical tier list has S, then A, then B, then C, then D, then F. So this is basically the B tier. So let's move on to the Incredible Hulk. Uh, Lincoln, what do you think? Uh, this movie's bad. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's not good. Uh, when I think leading up to Endgame or Infinity War, my cousin had never seen any of these, so we watched them all. Yeah. And starting off with Iron Man, it was like, okay, yeah, this is fun. And then this was the second one. And she was just like... I don't know if I want to do this. <laughs> so oh, man. it's not good. I'm definitely putting it in the last tier. It's it's also so weirdly disconnected because yeah. the main actor just isn't even in the MCU anymore. Yeah. The, the main they actor, recast, yeah. Edward so. Norton, who Carson does not know. Oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, stranger is, to Carson. <laughs> yeah, you pass him on the street. Uh, just, just, you know, messing with you. Oh, sorry, there. I forgot the best great actor you know, ever he's, he's a household name like generational talent and Ron norton yeah he's uh, up there with chris evans and robert downing jr how could i forget <laughs> so 
while we're while while we are uh, teasing you a little bit, where would you put it? I am gonna throw it in. I'll do it. Fine, I'll do it myself. Yeah. Uh, I the big thing for me is like having that disconnect that Lincoln mentioned of the actor, like that that so that does happen actually with Rhodes uh, with Rhodey in Iron yeah, Man true. versus Iron Man Two. I'm sure that was going to come up eventually, but he's like a side character who becomes a little bit more. I mean, even in the later phases, he's kind of a side character. He's an Avenger yeah. technically. Um, technically, but, man, so, some shade there. But but the Hulk is like it's the Hulk. Yeah, yeah, for <laughs> yeah, sure. He's, he's definitely so an A-list high. character. <laughs> and so, and, and it's the only Hulk movie uh, yeah. in the yeah. that we never even got uh, an MCU movie that was a Hulk movie with uh, Mark Ruffalo. So yeah. just like that disconnect there, that it just not being a good movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's I don't have I don't have many good things to say about it, so I'm just gonna stop there. You're good. You're good. Yeah, I, I'll we'll three peat for it. It's definitely the lowest tier. Um, it may not be the worst, but it's close to the worst yeah. MCU movie. Um, and especially given the the context of like. I can remember when Iron Man came out and I was like, oh, Iron Man, like that's kind of a, a random movie to start off the entire thing. I thought they might do Hulk or Captain America or yeah. you know, I, I even knew Thor better than I knew Incredible Hulk, better than I knew um, Iron Man back then. Now, part of that was just just like a random chance that my dad happened to have a bunch of Thor comics. But that just shows you like Iron Man wasn't like the end all be all top Avenger or the, or the, place, sure. to, or the place to start. But Hulk was one of the top pop, most popular marvel characters and like just lay a big goose egg here uh i mean it is what's really funny a funny story real quick about the incredible hulk i watched it when it first came out i can remember thinking like yeah that was fine whatever i didn't think anything of it really um and then i just like forgot about it like didn't ever come back and watch it at all and like it just in my mind aged like i just remember thinking like yeah that actually was really stupid and this part actually wasn't very good and this part was actually pretty boring and randomly um on a treadmill working out before pre-pandemic okay so like probably beginning of 2020 or the end of 2019 it was on tv and i was just walking running on a treadmill whatever and i was laughing at it couldn't hear it obviously it was just in like you know planet fitness or whatever and uh was like laughing at the movie just visuals not even hearing the dialogue and laughing at the at the movie Uh, not like in like oh this is funny like no this is bad and i'm laughing at how bad it is so it's definitely the bottom tier for me too i think it's not without merit completely. I think Thunderbolt Ross is great casting. Yeah, I, for sure. He, he's come back in the MCU and been good. And I think he'll play a big role later too. And I do think Abomination is great casting. Yeah, uh, Tim Roth. And, yeah, he's and, great. And Liv Tyler. I think all four of the main top, yeah. like, all four of the most important actors are well cast and it just somehow it doesn't work. Yeah, it's Tim Blake Nelson's also in it, which is weird. Oh, that's, yeah, that is wild. Uh, and... I gave the Rotten Tomatoes score for Iron Man. Uh, the Hulk is a still is still fresh. It's a sixty seven percent, which is wild to me. But uh, for for those that maybe don't totally know, Rotten Tomatoes the percentage does not equal a, a grade. So like that wouldn't be like a D. That would just means that like basically two thirds of the critics that watched the movie gave it a positive review, which could be as positive as like yeah it was fine, or it could be like this is the best movie ever. So they don't really distinguish between that. So there's not a ton of a ton of meaning in that number but you would just assume it would be a rotten movie based off of how some critics view superhero movies and this is a bad one (laughs) so let's move on to iron man 2 we've given enough time to a bad movie speaking of bad movies um (laughs) iron man 2 
for i'll go ahead and talk about this one here i i loved the first iron man when it came out it's still like i said earlier around somewhere around 10 for me which is pretty high given how many amazing mcu movies came after it iron man 2 let me down like the moment i i can remember, remember watching it and thinking like i didn't really like that and i still just don't like it for me it's in the bottom tier as well um i don't like either one of the two villains and i mean uh the who's the guy that plays the um like behind the scenes kind of villain um he's really, yeah sam rockwell a really good actor I, I like him in almost everything else i've seen him in don't like him here <laughs> and i don't know if it's i don't i don't blame him for that i think it's probably just the writing because i don't like the movie anyways well, wasn't um, it, this movie was wasn't it made during like this uh the strike i don't know i, I believe I it, think was. So. it was 2010 so isn't that when the, was that around the area because it was in 2008 2009 when the strike happened, I don't remember because exactly. Quantum of Solace came out around that time too. Oh yeah, you know it probably was then. I think Quantum of Solace yeah. was 2010 too, or right around there. So, yeah. So I mean, for me, um, you guys might disagree with me. You might want to put it in Avengers Assemble or you know somewhere really <laughs> high. But I would, I would say for me, it would be in the bottom tier with the Incredible Hulk. Um, Carson, what do you think? I agree. Um, I mean, <laughs> it's there, there's not there's some cool stuff in it um obviously like you get like but also it's not hard to have cool stuff in an iron man movie That's so true. you pretty easy, i don't want to credit yeah. it too much the it uh the mcu i think if you're going to make any uh critique of the mcu um i think villains are the lowest hanging fruit and this is a pretty oh yeah especially example. early on uh, it's a clear example <laughs> yeah it, this is a pretty good example of that uh, you have like two villains i guess uh you have but they're both like working like one of them works for the other one whiplash is like weird he has like oh, his dark technology but the only th- like if you if i had to tell you one thing about him other than that he has like whips uh it's that he bird, bird. <laughs> yes which why like, that's the most memorable why is that, that the that choice <laughs> <laughs> that was like the thing they were like oh you know it'd be great what Let's if he had a bird, bird. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Oh. And so, and and, and, and like, like it does have some cool scenes. Like the scene, like like the race car scene is yeah, kind of like iconic. Sure. That's I cool. Guess. Uh, and and you get like the briefcase Tony Stark scene. Yeah, that's yes. The suit on uh, from the briefcase. That's really cool. And you get um, like you get um, John Favreau and he's great in that movie as well. Oh you yeah, get, him as Happy is he's, yeah. yeah, he's perfect for Happy. It is yeah. that's Black Widow's introduction as it well. It is, yeah, it is. Which she's really great in that movie too. Which yeah, is she wild. Is good. The fact that we're sitting here and we have for like a couple of minutes been talking about all the good things in the movie and it's still like that, that bad. I think should show you how it's pretty uh, bad. How bad the bad is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean that was twenty ten, like we said, and Rotten Tomatoes gave it a seventy two percent. So yeah, that, it's, that score probably didn't age very well. I remember back when it came out the like demon in a bottle storyline was like yeah very popular with iron man so i was i remember thinking like that'll be cool like him fighting something other than a traditional villain him fighting like himself and like alcoholism that is just basically not in the movie he's like he's troubled but there's no point where you're like he's really battling alcohol yeah (laughs) i'm glad you brought that up because not only was that was like the rumor or at least least the idea you got given the opening of the the beginning of the movie i think he's at a a bar kind of for that race scene or whatever like somewhere towards the beginning of the movie so like that was something i thought was going to happen but also because of the fact that they don't actually go all the way there with it they kind of pull back on it it comes off as like Iron Man 1 was about Tony Stark learning to control his ego a little bit and kind of keep that in check a little bit. And then in Iron Man 2, he just forgot all of his lessons in Iron Man 1 yeah. and I had to learn them all over again like a big dummy. Which, like, yeah. we can talk about how 
that happens sometimes in, in, in movies. And but typically, like a good example of that is The Last Jedi, which I know we all like. Uh, but <laughs> the difference is for the character, it was 30 years. Yeah. This is like for in the real time, two years. And it, for the character, I think less than that. I don't know yeah. exactly the timeline, but like this is like he wakes up the next day. He's like, oh, you know what? I am the best. Never mind. <laughs> like it's, it's kind of it gives you whiplash. Uh, wow. <laughs> that was yeah. somehow worse than the movie. I know. <laughs> hey, at least it was shorter. That's so. true. I was so going to say, just like, uh, just like this last week's episode of SNL, this is a uh, oh, man. a thing with Elon Musk in it that is terrible. <laughs> oh, is he, is he in the true. movie? Yeah. yeah. He, I he did not know Elon that. Musk. He plays himself. Yeah. What? Pepper so weird. introduces Tony to Elon, Elon Musk. Musk. That's wild. I did it's not so know bizarre. that. I just either I must have. I have so, I, so apparently I haven't watched this movie since I knew of him. <laughs> uh, that shows you something about how I feel about the movie. Uh, so Lincoln, where would you put it? I don't think I asked you yet. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd have it at the bottom. I do okay. think Makes to sense. mention the like suit up scene with the briefcase that is really cool. And something that I kind of hate we've lost in like the recent Iron Man iterations is the suit is like yeah, it just like flows onto his body and stuff. But like, it's like just pure CG. I mean, it's, it's yeah. Pretty much pure CGI before. Yeah, it but felt, it, felt, it felt more real. Like even in Avengers, I'm pretty sure he like jumps out of the well, Avengers tower and it, like you knock him off. Of yeah, yeah. Like there, there was some cool suit up scenes, and they kind of tried to do that in Infinity War, but it's like whatever, just particles yeah. like coming onto his body. Hey, yeah, expect the nanotech. That's a small thing to like criticize in Infinity War. <laughs> yeah, but, but, but in this movie, it's thing? like yeah, yeah, it's a it cool highlight cool. of this movie. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so. Um, let's move on to Thor and, uh, let's just keep on with Lincoln's opinions. Lincoln, what do you think about Thor? All right. Uh, this movie is interesting because Thor is almost universally, like everyone loves him now, but to watch this movie, it is, it feels like a completely different character Yeah, it, it <laughs> in is. a different universe too. Yeah, like it it, it, it's weird because so much is the same. You still have like Anthony Hopkins as, Odin is great yeah. in Ragnarok and Loki's everyone loves Loki. People even loved him back then. Yeah. Uh Natalie Portman's coming back. Like she's well liked. Yeah. But it's just not very good. It, no. it it straddles this weird line of being like a costume drama, like Shakespearean epic with really bad CGI. That and is also a weird, a weird fact. Yeah. And also being like this weird like fish out of water comedy and like merging those two together just doesn't really work i don't think it's like worst i'm interested to see how you guys have it i probably have it the fifth tier it's probably just a case of the mondays mm -hmm. that might be a little harsh but it it's probably just because of how good thor can be that the last time i watched this i was just like yeah this is really disappointing yeah so carson do you agree disagree what do you think so I'm I'm on the same page. Uh, it's one of the more like, it's a boring movie. It's uninteresting. I feel yeah. like I feel like most of it just doesn't work. It, it feels like you're uh, like putting a puzzle together, but you're forcing the pieces together, and so it doesn't actually sit right. Yeah, that's a good uh, that that's kind of like what the movie feels like to me. Um, and and what you said about uh, like coming back to the movies, Lincoln, and how like it not it feeling like it's in another universe. That can be said about a couple different. Uh, things in phase one I feel like um, and because it is phase one 
Um, I'm going to put it in. It's probably just the case of the Mondays because it's mm. not, there are things in the movie that I think that if the writers uh, in the story group for the MCU had it a little bit more, um, if they'd been going at it a little longer um, or made a Thor movie before, I think they would have got a couple more things right. So I'm going to kind of, I'm going to give it a bump. Um, I think, I think someone could even put it in the lowest tier, um, but oh, yeah. I'm going to put it in the, I'm going to give it the bump to it. It's probably just the case of the Mondays. It was the first shot at Thor. Um, and that's, it could, I could see it being hard to get right the first time around. Yeah. So I'll, I'll, I'll make it again, a three for three for probably just the case of the Mondays, which is the fifth tier, basically the D tier. Um, I thought about going to the bottom tier with it. Um, yeah, I did too. It, it was a weird situation, which is really funny. Most of these movies, um, I was old enough. I mean, oh, eight, I was, uh, you know, 19 so i was old enough for all these movies um went to the point where i was like pretty critical in terms of like i didn't just like watch a movie to have fun i was you know thinking critically about what parts of it are good and bad for the most part um i can remember watching this in 2011 and liking it um like more than any of the other movies that we've mentioned so far except for iron man um and thinking this was a pretty good movie, like this is a good a good Thor movie. I remember thinking it was really funny, um, and a lot. I remember liking um, the cast a lot, which I still like most of the cast. Yeah. Uh, I remember I remember liking Kat Dennings a lot in the movie, um, which is funny because I actually like her a lot in WandaVision. Um, but I rewatched it probably somewhere between 2016 2018, like right before Infinity War, um, and I was like, this is a this is awful. Like I remember it like, fell so yeah. much for me. And like you mentioned, the CGI is shockingly bad. I don't know yeah. what it is about it, but something is just like, it's wrong. And it's not like, it looks so, so obviously fake. And that's kind of like, and I don't know if it's just because you're in Asgard and they didn't do a lot of sets with it, but it seems like they didn't do almost any sets in Asgard. It's, it seems like it's just like CGI all over the place. It, it's a weird thing too. Cause like, the, I mean, I guess spoiler for when we talk about Thor two. Yeah, we're Thor 2 has, all these movies. Yeah, <laughs> and Thor two has opinions. some very similar problems. Yeah, and I'm not saying which one I'm going to put higher, but quickly <laughs> has how it looks. I, I think you guys maybe you've seen it, but there's a clip in on YouTube that talks about how like 20 percent of the time randomly Thor is at like a Dutch angle, which means the camera's yeah. just like tilted a bit. <laughs> which watching it especially with that knowledge it's just that like uniquely ugly film yeah and if you wanted to talk about like uh, carson said a big critique of the mcu's probably villains i think in general looking interesting is probably a critique you could have for the earth-based ones a lot of the time i think yeah. the, the space ones are pretty good about looking cool but like thor is just an ugly film like yeah. as a film and even thor 2 overcomes a lot of that like the yeah the, the funeral scene for Thor's mother is actually like a really pretty scene. Yeah. And I would not say that about a single scene in Thor 1. No. And if you if you went like and watched all three of the Thor movies back to back, you'd be so shocked by the by the end of Thor Ragnarok because Ragnarok is gorgeous. And no yeah. spoilers for we're going to put that movie, but like so that movie, color. gorgeous. Like yeah. every almost every shot, I'm like, man, it looks so cool. Like you're just eating up everything visually. Um, Iron Man, I'm oh, sorry, Iron Man. Thor 1 is just not that. Um no. And it's honestly like a lot of the things that I remember thinking when I first watched it on the rewatch, I was just like, yeah, I don't feel that way anymore. And I don't know why, like the humor didn't work nearly as much as it did the first yeah. time for me. 
um, all that kind of stuff. And especially, and that was even before I saw Ragnarok. I'm pretty sure it was before I saw Ragnarok. So that wasn't even with Ragnarok in, in, in like to affect my opinion of it. And since then, I'm like, yeah, this is, this is, why didn't we always do Thor like this? Yeah. Um, and which is interesting. I would like to, under, I, I would be curious to see what the, why the choice was the way that it was. Is it because of Kenneth Branagh, the director? Because if it was, that's unfortunate. I like him a lot as an actor and a director. So yeah. I would be kind of surprised if he was the only one in control of that, especially given the fact that like they had this whole plan the whole time to do, you know, the Avengers movie and add them all together. But it just, you know, overall just didn't, doesn't work for me really. It introduces Hawkeye, I guess, if we're talking about like oh, significant yeah. things. That's really interesting. I didn't even it has a that. It has a really groan-inducing thing now where it's like Easter egg for the sake of it being an Easter egg where you see Hawkeye like preparing and he reaches for a gun and then stops and yeah. grabs a bow and arrow. And it's like, who is that for? <laughs> yeah, it's like, like the people that know he's Hawkeye already know that, so they don't need yeah. the bow and arrow thing. And the people that don't know Hawkeye won't know why he's not getting a gun. Yeah. So and it's, it's weirder. It's, for no one. <laughs> it's weirder now because it's like he hasn't touched a gun in Any 10 movie? years of the MCU since then. So why would he reach for one and then not grab it? <laughs> <laughs> so funny. All right. So there is first four. Let's move on to Captain America. And this is going to be probably the most, or maybe not the most, because Iron Man actually we had some good spreads on that one. Yeah. This will definitely be the one that we have the most to say on in terms of variety outside of the first Iron Man movie. Um, so Captain America, the first Avenger. Carson, where would you say you would put this one here? So of all of these MCU movies, I actually went back and rewatched this one for yeah, this nice. podcast, um, for this specific episode. And I watched it when it came out um, within like the first couple months of release. And I was very impressed when yeah. I came back to it. Um, it it sets up a lot of great stuff uh, with uh, Bucky, with Peggy, um, and it just it really impressed me. So I'm gonna put it in the I can do this all day uh, tier. Um, I think that there are some fair critiques, but there's a lot of like really fun stuff in the movie. It does a really good job of. Um, blending the mix of being a war movie, being mm-hmm. a superhero movie. And it's also really uh, fun when Captain America like chooses his squads and they're raiding each of the, uh, ba- each of the Hydra bases. Yeah. That's just really fun. Uh, and they have some great actors in that movie as well. And then I, I obviously want to mention the scene with Bucky. Uh, like I know, I knew what was going to happen uh, when I went back and rewatched it, obviously. You'll and say. <laughs> like the moment in the acting of Chris Evans and uh, Sebastian Stan in that moment, oh, yeah. like uh, he lets out this like blood curdling cry as he falls. Uh, and it literally was like that. It somehow like actually sounded like the scream of someone who was actually falling to their death. Um, <laughs> he's and he's so, a good dyer. And then the emotional reaction that it not only evokes out of uh, out of Steve, but even the audience, mm-hmm. it works really well. Um, and I I just really enjoyed it when I came back to it. So I'll, I'll come in here and come low before we go back to Lincoln and go high again. <laughs> not not that I'm going to put it super low. I, I really am not. Uh, I would put it in Dormammu and come to bargain. Uh, partially because, um, to me, I I prefer it a clear cut above Iron Man. Not that it's like this significant jump for me, but it's like there's a clear distinction for me in, in my enjoyment of the two. Um, I will say I think that the difference for me is that Iron Man is a pretty steady like uh, B level, though almost the entire movie for me. 
Whereas Captain America is up and down for me. Um, some of the stuff in the beginning kind of throws me off. It's a little slow to start. Um, and I guess that if you're caught up in it, you might not feel that way. But just for me, it was kind of slow in the first little bit. Um, it sets up for the rest of the movie well, because a lot of that is just doing work on the um, relationships and setting up for the fact that Bucky will die and that there's all these connections that need to be um, like introduced and then like worked into the story so that you care at the end. And I think they do that well, but just because there's so many different connections you have to kind of tie in together, it's a little slow. And because Captain America is a pretty, like he's a, Wooden is not really fair, but Wooden is the most appropriate thing I can think of, especially before he has any abilities. He's just kind of like this average Joe, which is part of his charm, but also part of what is a little slow for me in the beginning. Um, and so, like to me, like the first half an hour, I'm always like, why can't we just have Bucky be the main character? Because <laughs> in the beginning, Bucky's like super charismatic and charming and funny. And like, he's like the one that draws my attention. Um, and then Cap takes over, obviously, because, you know, he's the one that they choose. And that makes sense for the story. But um, to me, it, it's a little bit up and down because partially because of the fact that I really don't like um, uh, the villain in the movie. I really don't like how they... Uh, he's very over the top and very cheesy and it isn't the casting honestly I the casting I think is great uh it isn't that it's just that it's so over the top uh Red Skull is like just kind of goofy to me uh he's very quippy and like one-liners and silly and I don't like it may just be like I've actually rewatched it more recently than Iron Man 1 or 2 and that may be true of uh of the bad guy and I can't remember his name Iron Man 1 um Stane Stain, Obadiah Stain, yeah. yeah. That may be true of him too. So it may just be like, I haven't watched it as recently as I have First Avenger, but um, it's kind of over the top. And and uh, for me, the military stuff works really well. The World War II stuff works really well. All of the like real world things like with Cap work really well. Him training and the camaraderie with him and his troop. I liked all that a lot. Um, but when it deals with Red Skull, I'm always kind of like, eh, can we just go back to Cap? That's more interesting to me, um, which is not a huge ding on the movie. But that combined with a little bit of a slow start, and I, it never really hits a spot where I'm like, this is amazing. I'm just loving this movie. Um, and so it kind of keeps it in a middling area for me, which is why I would put it in that Dormammu tier. But let's go back up. Lincoln, what do you think? So I... Cap is my favorite MCU character. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to be very high on all of his movies for the most part. Yeah. Uh, I think this movie, something that I've heard a lot of people talk about with the MCU now and going forward is like part of what it will keep it so good and fresh is that the banner of superhero movies can comprise so many uh, genres. That's true. And I think this is still one of the best examples of that because yeah. it is a war movie it's also like parts of it are like a camp like 1940s serial like mm -hmm. again like you say with red skull and i feel like it it puts that all together in a really cool way i also think that some of my favorite character development in the mcus in this movie yeah, the, the the diving on the grenade i think is yeah, still like for top sure. tier moment excellent yeah and also um, you, you get some great stuff with Steve uh, when you go from him, all like the cut shot, the like the scenes of him knocking out Hitler a million times. Yeah. yeah. His presentation to the United States uh, troops where he just gets like tomatoes thrown at yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. Like, bring, bring out the dancers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, good. that's all good stuff. 
I love, uh, I still probably think that him and Peggy is like my favorite relationship in the MCU. That's not something they've done pretty well, I would say, throughout the MCU. It's like, there's some examples of it, like like cute moments and stuff, but, mm-hmm. but like, there's no like dramatic love stories that I'm like, oh, it was great. But I do think like him promising her a dance and then that being the last image we see in Endgame is really cool. Like that's a yeah. great, like, and obviously I can't credit Endgame for making this movie better, but I do think like it sets up a lot of things that they knock down really well later. And, and I would say those are, those are intentional as yeah, well. Like yeah. they have a plan and they executed um, a lot of the stuff that like, it's not, although you, you're, you're right. You can't necessarily credit that, but it, they did, it was intentional and it mm-hmm. at least set it up because like you get the stuff in Endgame, you get the stuff in uh, Falcon Winter Soldier, which I'm sure we'll talk yeah. more about all that stuff later. Yeah. Uh, but you just in in the stuff with Bucky, it's it, there's a lot of good meat there. Yeah. And <laughs> allow me to jump back a little bit and say something I really like about this in Iron Man is the like inciting character that kind of gets them to be a hero. And so in Iron Man, it's Jensen, which we haven't really talked about at all, but he's a really good character in that. Yeah. He tells uh th- that moment of like don't waste this that he says to tony like that's a really good moment and yeah similarly i think that uh and i love uh stanley tucci he's really good in this when he like, yes when he like all of his moments with steve are so good and i mean it like you said it comes back in what we see with walker and uh falcon and winter soldier but like not a perfect soldier but a perfect man like that is such a good distillation of what captain america is so i think this movie is I would put it in Avengers Assemble. I just feel like I don't think I ever okay. said that. <laughs> no, you didn't. I was going to prompt you. Yeah, I think that that last point you made is really important. I think that the early, especially Iron Man 1 and the first Avenger, Captain America, uh, the side characters, the like B characters, are all so well cast and well written in those two movies. Um, Tommy Lee Jones hasn't gotten mentioned yet. It needs, oh, yeah. needs to be mentioned for that movie. So good in that movie. So. We'll move on to ending phase one with the Avengers. And I'll go ahead and start off. I, I'm trying to keep a, a little bit of a balance here, but I'm losing track. So for Avengers, I think it's appropriate. Just put it in Avengers Assemble. <laughs> now, now there is total fair criticism to this movie, and I know you guys are both going to bring in some criticisms, and it may not end up here. Um, oh, we didn't discuss. I just left first Avenger, and I can do this all day. So... Lincoln had it in Avengers Assemble, which is the second tier, the A tier. I had it in like the C tier, Dormammu, I'm from the bargain. Carson had it in the B tier, I can do this all day. So I think it's appropriate to leave it in the middle there where we left it, which is I can do this all day. Mm-hmm. Um, I would put Avengers, back to Avengers, in Avengers Assemble. How many times can I say Avengers in one minute? <laughs> um, it's, there are some fair criticisms to make of it, but I think so much of the MCU owes this movie. Um, and is still that last hour is top shelf for me. Um, even though there's some things that make it by compare, like there's some things that make it seem worse. The fact that like they went on to do more of like, here's a thousand faceless bad guys. Like this was the first one though. Like I said with Iron Man, I'm not gonna like ding this movie because other movies copied it and they weren't creative. Like I'm not gonna diss this movie for not being creative when it was the first one to kind of do that within the MCU at least. Um, so I, I don't mind that in, in this movie and lo- giving Loki more time to shine is amazing. And mm. I, there really wasn't a movie like this 
and that was as good as this outside of maybe one of the x-men movies like maybe x2 that was an ensemble of this many big uh heavy hitter characters of comic books with big name actors all together like the original first two x-men movies are very good and i haven't rewatched avengers my wife and i actually have watched all the x-men movies since uh over the last year um and so they're fresh in my mind, but I haven't rewatched Avengers in a while and it's probably like five or six years. So I, it's tough to compare those two, but in the, in the moment, it was probably my favorite superhero movie. That was a, that was a collaboration of so many characters. Um, mm. And so to do that in that time when it hadn't really been done, been done before outside of X-Men um, I thought was huge, but what do you guys think? Carson going go first. So, I, this is another one that I recently rewatched uh, because I, I watched it around the time of release um, was initially, I was pretty positive on it. Um, on my rewatch, it fell a little bit for me. It was a little disappointing. Um, so I'm going to, to me, this is kind of like the epitome of the Dormammu I've come to bargain. Uh, so that's where I'm going to put it because I get why people like it. It is very significant for the MCU. Um, it, it means a lot. It's very symbolic of the MCU. But the reason why I have it in uh, Dormammu I've come to bargain is because I think that I have a couple big reasons why I can, why I would bargain to put it there. <laughs> uh, one of which that stands out to me is that like the acting, the dialogue, the comedy, the action, the plot and character moments are all at or like below average uh, in the MCU for those characters. So like, I don't think you get any characters at their best and not only do you not get any characters at their best, which that's not a knock really, but I would bargain uh, that <laughs> you get each character at their worst. Um, and maybe that's debatable for some of them. Uh, it I definitely is debatable for some In of them. Incredible Hulk. I remember too. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah that, that's, a, that's a good counterexample, I guess. Um, but that's a big issue. I have like this, like the stuff with Tony, Cap, and Thor. It just, it all feels so strange. Um, the Chitari stuff, uh, I don't even mind that they're faceless villains that much. It's just that you have that guy like the leader of the Chitari, like talking mm -hmm. with Loki, you get that like twice at the beginning of the movie. And then you get no actual plot development of that for like mm -hmm. almost the entirety of the movie, like the biggest chunk of the movie, there's no actual development. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, it's a lot of just like, like a day in the life of Avengers stuff almost where they're kind of just doing Avengers stuff. And then all of a sudden you have this massive battle because boom, we're ready to go. Uh, this is it folks. Yeah. Um, and so that's kind of some of the issues that I have with it. And then I have some other more nitpicky stuff. Like there's, um, uh, there's a lot, Lincoln mentioned this with Thor, uh, but it's also very prevalent in this movie is that there's a lot of strange uh, camera shots <laughs> where it'll just like shoot the scene from the floor uh, and, or like the camera will be kind of like uh, diagonalized and it, it's just very strange um, and so and you can tell it's it definitely has like MCU phase one vibes um, and so those are just a lot of the reasons why I would kind of dock it yeah I think it's I, a good example of a movie where how you view movies within an era matters so like for me like you say 
um, it's not it's not the best of any character. In 2012, it was probably for some of these yeah. people, and and, and, then, and yeah. especially Hulk. I mean, Hulk only has two examples. This is definitely better than the first one. And I think that um, also talking about a standout reason why there's some bad character moments is because of the weird interactions where they kind of are forcing them to fight. And that is the kind of thing where in 2012, I didn't think anything of it. And I do now. And I think you can headcanon it and make it make it work. And you just say like Loki's messing with them with magic. But there's nothing in the movie that really, really shows that. I mean, Thor is yeah. kind of like, we need to get Loki out of here. If I remember right, Thor is kind of like against them keeping Loki. He wants yeah. to just take him to Asgard. And then and there's think, an ego issue with Tony and uh, yeah, but I think to me like that ego issue is like in my head canon, which again not really in the movie that much, is yeah. that Loki is like messing with them yeah. well, with magic strange. to make them fight, which is, is not they, in the movie. <laughs> but the fact yeah. that Loki and, and the, the the fact that Thor wants to get Loki out of there makes me kind of like see oh he he knows he's dangerous he knows he can do something now all of a sudden they're fighting only when Loki's here and they weren't fighting before so like I. There's some puzzle pieces there that the movie doesn't push together that I just do, and so I don't notice or don't work. No, that, that doesn't affect me as much, I guess, is what yeah. I, how I would put it. And like, what's strange about that is that like it's partially there in terms mm-hmm. of, but in a different way. Like when when Loki's in the chamber, yeah, uh, and they, and he realizes that he's gonna try to, and like they all realize that they're gonna that Loki's trying to turn them against each other, and he's gonna use the Hulk to do it. Yeah. Um, because he's kind of like a wild card i guess and they so like they tip their hat to that but like the way it actually goes down is just it's not very it wasn't executed very well in my opinion yeah yeah and like i said to me the first half of the movie in 2012 was good and it aged less well but the end i still love the ending and i couldn't really care less about the chitari like head honcho dude the villain in the movie is loki and you get enough from Loki that you can never see a, a Shatari, um like head person or whatever in yeah. charge guy. You can never even have that character. No, it wouldn't matter to me. Um, so that's kind of where, where I would where I, where I kind of stand on it. And I understand the, the critiques, but Lincoln, let's go ahead and wrap this up with, with your thoughts here. Yeah, I also think that this movie. So saying it's aged poorly isn't necessarily what I mean. I think it has in some ways, but also just I do think it has problems that at the time I didn't see because it was like, oh my goodness, the Avengers are all together. This is so cool. It's literally the same team doing the same thing from that animated movie I loved (laughs) as a kid. So I loved it. But I do think, like, again, as a big cat fan, I think this is by far his worst representation in the mcu he's yeah, like probably fair he's, he's like begging tony to fight him which is just really weird yeah and now yeah. To, that, that moment though real quick pays off so well and it, it doesn't make it better necessarily but it the moment yeah. of um of uh no, nothing special comes from uh, what, what's the actual line everything special about you comes from a bottle yes and, and, and then the he says line, when you're not the guy to make the sacrifice right yes yeah. and they pay off good. both of those things with in Endgame, which yeah, again, Endgame, we'll get there, but like yeah, the payoffs are oh, so yeah, anyway, I go ahead, I I really just I think the, it kind of has a Return of the Jedi syndrome too, where it's it doesn't really have That's three parts, it has two parts, yeah. and the second part is great, 
the first part is not great. That's <laughs> really interesting comparison. Point, I do want to point to something on that with the with like the how the acts and first and second half of the movie work together is that you do get some action uh, in that last in the early bit of the last hour, but I watched uh, as I when I rewatched it, I, I paid close attention to where the actual battle in New York actually starts and including credits, it's at about 35 minutes, if I remember correctly. So really? like you do get the explosion uh, in some action stuff on the, um, on like the helicarrier, I think. Yeah. But yeah. the actual battle stuff, it's not, it's not a massive chunk. Like obviously it's the finale, it's the last yeah. battle, but the actual fight is only about 20 yeah. minutes long that's not uh, even what i'm talking about in the last hour because i when they work together to save the helicarrier from falling after loki escapes i still love all that stuff too so yeah. it may not be quite an hour but it's definitely more than yeah. a half an hour of time that i think is top shelf i think it's about MCU. 45 minutes if i remember Pro yeah. probably cap cap also goes from like being a guy who doesn't understand the 21st century to being a guy who's like just an idiot <laughs> like, yeah. he's like we need you to turn this off and he's like i don't know, I don't know anything about this yeah. <laughs> it's just like That's which fair. also him being on a helicarrier fighting is like the peak of him being useless <laughs> so like there's literally a scene where he just picks up an ak-47 that's what he does and you're like Oh yeah, that's weird. <laughs> I don't even remember that. It's wild. Yeah, he just has a gun for a while. So, but, also, uh, like one one other weird thing about the movie is like the stuff with Hawkeye uh, is, is just like I'm not opposed. Like the idea of like using the scepter to turn him bad is like cool, I guess. Yeah, but it's just like it's so. It, I don't even know how to. Describe. It's just weird. It yeah. like it feels weird. I think it, I think it works in terms of like we've met Black Widow a bit we know that they're close and like she is upset that he is like like that basically yeah. but it is it does kind of come out of nowhere i also think this very very different from the rest of the avengers movies i think the first like 20 minutes of this is actually not 20 i'd say up until the title card so probably yeah. 10 minutes yeah. is like actively bad i think it's like yeah. it feels like a tv show yeah and it's weird like uh, yeah it's just a lot of not good it also is like <laughs> It just kind of happens like there's no urgency and then there's just a ton of urgency and then <laughs> nick fury's like our world is at war and then it's like avengers and you're like yikes uh, <laughs> so lincoln where would you put it then i think i would also put it with carson and Dormammu. Have come to bargain. so um we need to figure out we will uh like restructure stuff at the end here but so is it fair to put it and i can do this all day or is there a debate here fair yeah i would say it, it's fair uh, i mean i'm not saying it needs to be the top of i can do this all day yeah. but i would at least say because i'm clearly i'm two tiers higher than you guys so yeah. that should be worth something uh, i guess um but i don't i don't i don't want to like force the issue there have, i think it's fair to have at the end of i can do yeah, this all day I agree. Okay. so we'll leave it there we'll, we'll uh we'll take a break once we get through all these and restructure things a little bit but mm -hmm. um that's where we're gonna put it for now so again we have nothing in i love you so let's recap the first phase of the mc we have nothing in i love you 3000 which is the top tier nothing in avengers assemble which is the next tier down so going from top to bottom the third tier i can do this all day we currently have iron man the first avenger and avengers no specific order yet but we'll get there later and then we have nothing in the fourth tier dormammu have come to bargain 
We have Thor by himself, and it's probably just a case of the Mondays in the fifth tier. And the bottom tier is fine. I'll do it myself. We have Incredible Hulk and Iron Man 2. Let's move into um, Iron Man 3. So this is a wild one. Uh, it was at the time, and it still probably is. Um, so Carson, let's start off with you. Where would you put Iron Man 3? So Iron Man 3, this one's tough. I watched it like twice when it came out. It's been one of the ones that I, I haven't seen it super recently, um, but it does have some neat stuff. Um, it's not it's not all bad. It's not great. Um, I think I would put it in Dormammu. I've come to bargain as well. It's very uh, middle. Of, I, I would say it's like a very middle of the pack Iron Man movie uh, yeah. or Marvel movie rather. Yeah. Um, it's like it has good stuff with Tony. Um, it's fun. Um, Tony's interactions with um, what's the kid's name? All I should remember. Um, yeah, the kid from Endgame. Yeah, you yeah. see him in Endgame. Why should like, you remember his name? Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't I, should, I should know his but, name. I don't know. He's so famous. But I don't know. Like his interactions with him are very funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. And. Uh, and you kind of like the stuff with the Iron Legion's cool, I guess. I think um, cool. <laughs> you get, I mean, it's it's a solid movie. Uh, it, it's just it's very forgettable. I feel like um, it is cool again to see Tony without the suit when he's going to invade uh, the base where the Mandarin is. Um, yeah. I guess that's something that you can complain about the movies that we didn't get like a lot of a lot of us thought we were getting the Mandarin, um, and we got the mandarin <laughs> um, yeah the man we yeah we didn't get quite what we wanted there in terms of the villain but it's it's a it's a fun movie it's a cool movie you get some neat stuff um it was cool kind of seeing tony's like uh ptsd of from new york uh, yeah. getting that um so like seeing how he responded to that was neat um i don't know it's, just, it's kind of forgettable uh, but it's still a good movie awesome okay lincoln what about you um which i just thought of this as carson was saying the stuff with ptsd implementing the like alcoholism storyline probably would have made so much more sense for this one rather than yeah. avengers or than iron man 2 but uh regardless of that but it, it works for being post avengers but yeah, yeah the idea of that trauma coming from somewhere would have been cool yeah uh i genuinely like this movie i i feel like i i watched it recently and was like this is i feel like I don't know what you would have done with Iron Man 3 other than something like this, which is just completely changed the formula. Uh, something we didn't yeah. mention in Iron Man 2, but I did want to, is uh, Don Cheadle as Rhodey is, I think, always good. He's never great, probably, but he's also yeah. never bad. Like, I always yeah. am happy to see him. Like, even in that, like, two minutes in Falcon and Winter Soldier, I was just like, oh, yeah, it's cool to see him pop up. Yeah. Uh, so I think he's good in this movie, too. I think this has something that is woefully underrepresented in the MCU, which is superheroes actually saving people rather than just fighting bad guys. That's true. And the scene of him saving all those people by having them like link arms is legitimately really cool. I think that's a really fun scene. Uh, the ending is not good. It's CGI. <laughs> yeah. uh, what's his name? Guy CGI. Guy, Guy Pierce. Pierce. Yeah. Uh, they're just like fighting peppers randomly also cgi at the end yeah it, it's the ending's not very good i think it's one of the few mcu movies where they got like an like a different director like shane black has done a lot of really good movies yeah and uh you can tell that it's like a shane black movie it doesn't feel yes. like another favreau movie yes uh, 
I think the stuff with Trevor is fine, but Trevor Slattery is the actual man, the Mandarin's actual name. I oh, that's just right. That's right. Trevor. Yeah. Uh, I was like, Trevor, uh, uh... <laughs> I think that's fine. Uh, the stuff with the kid is really good. It is a lot of him like being stripped down and kind of having to think on Harvey? his feet. Is that his name? So I feel like it's, I feel like Har- he's is it Harley? No, Harley. it's not Harley. Is it Harley? <laughs> I don't I'm know. Look at it. That's gonna drive me nuts. Uh, but yeah, I I think this movie is actually like my hot take is that it's almost it's like right up there with the first Iron Man. But yeah. uh, so I will put it and I can do this all day. Nice, nice. I like that. Uh, man, that it must be a weird spot. Way, good job. It is Harley. Nice. Yeah. So Dang. I um, partially because I think. Other than Spider-Man, I think Iron Man's my favorite character in the MCU. Um, and that's part of why I was so disappointed in Iron Man 2. Um, and I can remember watching Iron Man 3 the first time and being so disappointed in the movie, um, mostly because of the Mandarin reveal. And I watched it again a few years later, and I was like, this is really good. Like, I don't know what I was thinking. I was just so, I was so hyped up for the Mandarin because of the trailers, and the trailers were yeah. really interesting for the movie, mm-hmm. and I can remember being just so excited for the Mandarin, and when I didn't get it, I was like, we, we got this weird, like, smarmy dude instead who, like, becomes a, like, superhero thing somehow, and gonna explode, it was just so weird, yeah. and we didn't get the Mandarin, actually, we got some actor, and it just all threw me off, and the ending is actually bad, like, the last, like, 15, yeah. 20 minutes is, like, actually bad, um, but Everything else I like a lot. I love the idea of him dealing with the trauma of uh, of the Avengers. Um, and I love the stuff with him without the suit. I love the stuff with him like struggling to rebuild stuff and get back some of his tech with mm. the kid. And all that stuff is so unique and so cool and so creative to me that I would give it a bump just for that alone. Um, so because of the fact that we're kind of split into different areas, and because we have nothing in Dormammu, I've come to bargain, I'll put it there. But if it was at the back end of I can do this all day, I wouldn't be um, disappointed. But I think that it needs to be somewhere in that area for yeah. me, which is interesting because when it first came out, people hated it. Like people absolutely yeah. hated it. And I think it's not a bad movie at all. Like yeah. there's some things in it that make it stick out in the MCU, but as a film, it's a good movie, I think, overall. And I actually, in terms of just movie enjoyment, it's funny. Because uh, it'll looks like it's going to end up maybe lower than Avengers. I I do I would say I do prefer Iron Man three to Avengers. I feel like it's a more oh, really, uh, yeah. I feel like it's a more fun movie, uh, more interesting. Um, but yeah, it's it. I don't really. It's just uh, it's one of those movies where I feel like it. The way the movie like sets itself up, it sets the bar. It it sets a lower ceiling, but it achieve but it achieves I guess that ceiling if that it, makes sense. And even though. So I think, again, the ending is bad. It also is one of the only MCU movies where you're like, where is the other Avengers? Because yeah, the Avengers true. are a functioning team at this point, and yeah. the president is kidnapped. And it's yeah, like, and not why would help. they not just go help? Yeah. And uh, I think for me, the ending of movies is really important. It's like, yeah. uh, for, just for myself, like that's part of uh, when I leave, you know, finish the movie, it is like that ending is, gonna, is, gonna, is what's going like, to give me that first impression. And so that's pro- probably a big reason why I didn't like Iron Man 1 when I first watched it. Mm-hmm. So and they do a good job, I feel like, of making Tony feel pretty vulnerable. Yes, uh, in yeah, this movie. Sure. which is not a common thing in superhero movies. Yeah, and, and so they, they take the – he doesn't have the suit for a large portion of the movie. 
um, he that they bomb the ever living daylights out of <laughs> his uh, Malibu yeah, mansion, mansion, whatever. Which I will say, he invites them to do because he's does. dumb that and cocky. <laughs> yes, but that, that's honestly a great Tony Stark thing. It's like yeah, he's, it's like his ego uh, getting him back, I guess. And, and then um, he gets he like, gets distracted when it actually happens too. So yeah, it is like yes. He was going to be ready and then just like gets distracted. And although it's, it may not make sense, uh, but although I was disappointed that the ego thing was such a big prevalent part of Iron Man 2, in Iron Man 3, it is toned back just just enough that yes. it didn't feel like a retread. And it yeah. also, it also, you could also say like, well, the, he's, he's using his ego to hide the trauma, which yes. makes sense based off of just like how you handle trauma. That's, that's one option is like to overcompensate. And so it made more sense why he would have the ego after having seen him in so many movies and having seen him get humbled multiple different movies. Um, in Iron Man 2, there's just really no reason for him to still be all full of ego. Whereas in Iron Man 3, it, they make it make sense, which is why yeah. I, part of why I like about that. So I think it's probably fair to leave it in Dormammu, right? So that's our C tier. Yeah, based off the fact that me and, uh, me and Carson had it there and Lincoln was only one spot higher um, and we can rearrange stuff later if we feel the need to talk about that. But um, let's move forward to Thor the Dark World. Um, Thor the Dark World, man. Uh, Lincoln, what do you think about this one? Uh, so it's not very good. I think it's <laughs> probably better than the first Thor for no other reason than something that I have loved about the Disney Plus show so far is it's basically like, here's two characters. We're just going to show them interacting with each other and in multiple situations. And this movie, much more than the first one, is Thor and Loki together and, like, kind of acting as a team. And, like, I love the the thing at the end where they, like, trick him and they trick the bad guy. I don't remember the specifics. So I haven't seen it for a few years. But, like, yeah. there's a cool Loki tricks them type of thing. And they think Thor gets his hand cut off, but it's a trick. Yeah. That sort of thing. Like, yes. Loki being, like, the trickster god for kind of the most... Mm -hmm we've seen in the it's MCU. the first the first time where it's really a big thing yeah and i i think that's great uh again i think this is if we were just writing on like cinematography and how the movie looks yeah this is probably top 10 maybe even oh, wow. top five yeah like legit i remember being like shocked when i watched it again i was like this is actually a pretty good looking movie mm -hmm. the ending is bad it's like they're just in london and there's like cgi it's not great uh Hemsworth is probably a bit better in this because they didn't dye his eyebrows blonde, so he's less weird to look at. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't. This movie's not great. I'll probably say it's probably just a case of the Mondays. But I would have it if we were ranking these, which I think we might do later. I would yeah, have yeah. it above the first Thor, okay. which yeah. may be a hot take. I don't know. Yeah, I would actually agree with almost everything you said. I would put it in probably just a case of the Mondays. I think that I prefer it to the first one. But uh, just to kind of show you where it's at, where I'm at with it, there are only I'm looking really quickly. I'm pretty positive there are only four MCU movies that I've only watched once, and it's one of them. Uh, just because when I first watched it, I was like, man, and, and like another mediocre Thor movie. When I first watched it, I remember thinking it was worse than the first one, but then I rewatched Thor one, and it fell dramatically in yeah. my estimation. Um, and there, I do remember thinking, well, at least the Loki stuff was really fun. You just, mm -hmm. you just have Loki in it again since after the Avengers and he wasn't a pure villain. And I really liked that. That's one of the things about Avengers is like they needed a villain. They didn't really have any villains. 
Now it hadn't, they didn't have any big ones you could bring back except Loki. Um, so it made sense to bring him back for Avengers, but he just appeared villain in Avengers and really in Thor 1 too. And to see him in this one have a little more depth was really good. Um, like you mentioned earlier in the podcast, uh, the funeral scene for his mom, really good. Um, I feel like Natalie Portman is a little checked out here, which is kind of a Natalie yeah. Portman thing with franchises, <laughs> Star Wars, anybody. Uh, but but Hemsworth is, is still fine here. I don't I don't know how I don't know how I would compare his performance or how he is in this movie versus the other ones in the early running. They're they're all kind of mashed together for me, and they all just stand out as being worse than how he is in the more recent stuff. But yeah. there are some good things in here. And Thor one, there's not a lot that I would look back on and be like, oh, this is why I would go back and watch this movie again. Like I've watched it. If I wasn't going to go through and watch all of these, I probably wouldn't watch Thor again. Whereas I would rewatch Thor the Dark World just because I haven't watched it in a long time. Yeah. But Carson, would you have it any higher or any lower? What do you think? So I am going to have it in. It's probably just a case of the Mondays as well. Okay. Cool. Um, this might be kind of a hot take. I don't know. Uh, but I do think that this movie is kind of where Thor gets his footing. Um, if oh, that makes okay. sense. Up, up to this point, you get some weird, like Thor just doesn't feel like the same character in his in his original movie in Avengers and anything we've seen him in yet. But the way this scene, the movie opens, um, it's been a while since I've seen it, but I believe it opens up with a really cool like combat sequence in in, in a battle. Um, yeah, and and he's just like absolutely it's him going and him and the team, right? Right. Yeah. yeah, and he's just going absolutely. Like yeah. he's going off on That's these really guys cool. and, and he's, and he's going at it with them. He's um, you get a little bit more of the play, more like uh comedic side of Thor That's that true. like, kind of like tone. It's not like cocky, but the more like I'm a God and I know it. Yeah. Um, but which that, but, but not like out of line stuff. It's just like uh, it's, it's fun. Yeah. Um, and so you get that in like the opening scene. That's really good. Um, the movie, it, Another thing I do like about it is that it, this is kind of a strange parallel to draw, but with the dark elf stuff and like the nine realms and all that, it mm-hmm. makes the movie have kind of this like Lord of the Rings vibe. Yeah, that's um, fair. And like the, it feels more middle earth-ish. It feels um, more fantasy than right, some yeah. other MCU which, which is cool to see, which is because you get like the earth aspects of the MCU, you get the space aspects, but getting that fantasy side of the MCU was very neat. And they do, like Lincoln mentioned, they do a good job with like the cinematography, the sights and the sounds of the movie. They do a good job with um, it's it's kind of I think the biggest issue with this movie is that it's like if I were to describe the movie in two words, uh, it's boring and forgettable. Yeah, um, that's fair. That's I mean, like, there's a lot yeah, of good stuff in it, but at the end two, of the day, yeah. like that's two big issues with the movie. Um, but the movie does do some cool stuff um but it is i think this is where they got thor headed in the right direction i think and i i mean you could argue that thor still is not great until he's not but he's better but but i think asgard starts being interesting and that's true yeah they start leaning into the like technology of it all Mm-hmm. And I do think that side of it is cool. The stuff with the uh, with the ether in the movie, like the way the portals work, uh, and then like discovering yeah. that is like that. I remember that being like a very intriguing part of the movie. They don't do, yeah. do a, like I said, they don't do a great job like keeping you entertained with it. But when yeah. they first 
like show it off and they're like dropping stuff down and it's like teleporting or whatever it's pretty neat uh yeah. it just doesn't keep your attention no I, I think that we've actually kind of been trying to go out of our way to like praise the movie a little bit so yeah. it's kind of yeah. so like because partially because some of these movies when they first came out were loved and have aged a little poorly given the context of the full mcu and other ones started off kind of rough and then maybe have moved up a little bit but the villain although it does give a different flavor to it the villain is not good like it's no definitely. bottom two or three in these first um what two four six eight movies so pretty pretty bad villain even though it gives you a different kind of a vibe you i i not legitimately villain. yeah I, I can't think of like a single thing or line that he does or says like he's part of, so forgettable yeah that's 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 part of why he's bad he's forgettable like whiplash is bad but he's not at all forgettable you don't no. forget about him so <laughs> like, you remember you couldn't forget him. yeah like, um, he won't let you forget about him so okay so we're, if we're all in agreement we'll just leave it in a, probably just case of the mondays and move on to the winter soldier um lincoln you're the captain america guy what do you all think right. about this one uh it's very good I definitely would put it, I love you 3000. I think until probably the later parts of phase three, it was kind of just the consensus, this is the best movie in the MCU. I think there's definitely less of that now, which is a credit to a lot of the good movies that have come out recently. Yeah. But uh, I think that the action is still probably the best in this. Like in terms of obviously Infinity War, you have 1000 Doctor Strange is flying around fighting. Like, that's different. In terms of, like, the hand-to-hand action. Oh, yeah. It's, like, they use him being just an incredibly trained guy who is also, like, five times stronger than a normal person. They use that so well. Like, in that first scene when he goes to the boat and, like, kicks someone and then they just, like, fly, flip over the edge and just, like, the way the hits land is just so good. I think that it is a legitimately fun spy thriller. Like all of us in this, we love Mission Impossible. Like those are just very good movies. I think this is up there with the modern Mission Impossible movies for best spy movies of the last 10 years. And I think that Cap continues to grow in this movie. Black Widow continues to grow. Uh, Bucky is legitimately terrifying in this. Like, Hit mm. that theme of his whenever yeah. he shows up, you're like, oh, sh-. like he is about to wreck them. Yeah. So and it starts that first time he catches the shield. Like that's such a good moment. Mm, and yeah. I, so I've seen people share it that the first time that Bucky and Falcon met each other was when Bucky jumped on their car and pulled the steering wheel out of it while they were on the highway, <laughs> which yeah. is like, that's such wow. a good moment of like, yeah. yeah, what do you do now? <laughs> Your car is just going 70 miles per hour and you don't have a steering wheel. <laughs> <laughs> like he's he's such a good villain. And I mean, they have, uh, I'm blanking on his name, but Alexander Pierce, who is that, uh, the actor. Oh. Yeah. Um... One of the greatest screen actors of all time. Uh, um, I can't I'm, think I'm of his name. I'm blanking too. Um... But he's randomly in this movie. Uh He's great. Black Widow's good in this. Samuel Jackson's great in this. Oh, Robert Redford. Robert Redford. Oh, yeah, Robert. Yeah, yeah I just totally like. Again, what like legitimately one villain. of the best. Yeah, he's very good. He in this in this movie, he's probably other stuff too, but in this movie specifically. Yeah. Uh, I I don't have much bad to say about it. There's some weird plot stuff. Uh, they <laughs> they do 
one of mine and Carson's favorite thing where they just use the word algorithm and it doesn't mean anything, <laughs> but it means a lot. And I think that's I always like, funny. But I again, like, that's kind of like a spy movie trope. Yeah. Well, I mean, Tenet, I mean, yeah, Tenet is the worst example the of it. <laughs> yeah. But, but, and we all love Tenet, but in yeah. terms of that example, yeah. Yeah, for sure. But yeah. uh, I, I love this movie. I really do. Yeah. I, I would agree with you. I have it in the top, top tier too. I love you 3000. I to me when it came out it was my favorite MCU movie which is saying something for me especially just because of the fact that, like even when it first came out I wasn't a massive fan of uh, First Avenger um, and Cap and Avengers like we, we've already said is kind of a letdown in terms of his character if you know the character well which I did not really but for those of you that like, like Lincoln loved Captain America as a character outside of the MCU you may be let down by what he's the way when he how he's used in Avengers put it that way um but Winter Soldier is like the tops for this and it's, it's also by far my, my favorite Captain America movie and we'll get into that later but um the, it, it is on its own an exceptional spy thriller like I think that like like you said I think you could just show someone who's never seen a superhero movie this movie and they would not be as lost as you would assume and would really enjoy it still the yeah. stuff with him and Black Widow, Robert Redford is an excellent villain, maybe the best villain in the first nine movies of, of the MCU. Like, him so good. Yeah. Him and, yeah. Well, yeah, Bucky. But to me, Bucky, like, yes, he's an, to me, he's an antagonist because yeah, you know, right. pretty early on, you know that he's he a blunt is, instrument. Oh, and you know that he is Bucky. He's his friend. So you're like, you know that something's going on. Like, you know, there's not, not everything is totally above board, even though, even before you know he's being like basically mind controlled. Yeah. even before that you know like but they were friends so there's something going on here so like I, mm. even in that movie i don't view him as the villain of the movie it's just my own like weird way of looking at it yeah but he's an antagonist clearly because he's working against the protagonist but exceptional movie um I, I think it is the best action like there are things in infinity war and endgame that you could probably say is better but given the scale of the movie and the scope mm. of the movie and how much smaller it is in 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 scope to those movies it is so excellent in the action and um i mean the elevator scene like come on like yeah just so incredible. so it's good probably a top five mcu scene for like, me at least yeah and, and and even without that it's just a great it's a well-made film and the whole mm-hmm. end of bucky like just beating the snot out of him and him being like yeah i'm not going to kill you i'm not going to fight you I'm like, with you that to me like, like such that a is good cap. moment yeah that, yeah that to me is cap it, Cap's character in like that one moment is kind of a, a great example of him overall. If you had to give one moment mm-hmm. to like define him um, yeah. in the first nine, 10 movies, that's, that's the one to me, but Carson, what do you think? I mean, pretty much everything that you can say has been said almost. <laughs> uh, Sorry. This is one of the, <laughs> I think this is Marvel the MCU's first absolute banger of a movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, they mm-hmm. knocked it out of the park with this one. Um, it's still to this day, one of the most fun to come back to because you get great. It's a fun movie. Um, you get the action, you get the tension, um, you get, it kind of, it really provides anything you could want. Good villain, uh, great character hero moments. Um, one of the things that, um, I think, uh, I don't know if it was, it was kind of touched on by you, David. Um, yeah. but with the thing with Bucky and, uh, like at the end of the movie, how that kind of like encapsulates Cap's character, mm-hmm. but the whole, the, I like how the nature of the movie is so thematic and representative of Captain America himself. I feel like the whole movie embodies Captain America because like, just to put yourselves in the sh- shoes of like the shield agents or I guess Hydra agents. Yeah. Uh, 
they, they find out halfway through that they that shield is a corrupt organization that it's actually hydra that they're working for in that scene uh when they're in like within the building and they are all faced in i guess cap when cap oh man when he comes up on the intercom and gives the speech um just seeing so uh, yeah, how yeah. every character processes that moment and how what they're going to do and they it like they take some nobody computer nerd guy who's sitting at the mm-hmm. desk and uh brock is like has a gun to the guy's head and is like what are you going to do uh and is basically like forcing him to make a decision and he refuses and so he's just mm-hmm. some nobody but that's that nobody motivated by uh steve's speech he mm-hmm. like uh he takes on that character of captain america and kind of embodies who and what that character is in terms of just like courage and standing up for what's right, no matter uh, if your life's on the line. Um, so just to get that, um, it, it's so many great moments. Yeah. Uh, it's um, so good. So to make it official, did you say you have it? I love in, you 3,000. Yeah, okay. Just making sure. Just making sure. Okay. So no doubt there for me. To move on to the next movie, which I almost said like Captain America Winter Soldier was my favorite MCU movie for so long. And I forgot the next movie was Guardians of the Galaxy, <laughs> which so like for a long time, my top two, for, I mean, for probably five years, four years, I guess, until Infinity War, uh, until Infinity War, like undisputed number one, number two for me was Winter Soldier and Guardians of the Galaxy. And if you know me, you know, I love Star Wars. So I'm already a little biased towards Guardians. And so my favorite was Guardians. So I definitely have Guardians of the Galaxy and I love you 3000. Um, is so unique. We were crediting some things in other movies being unique, like Iron Man 3. I mean, this movie blows the doors off of unique in terms of the MCU in this time. And if you know that I love Star Wars, one of my favorite characters is Han Solo. Peter Quill is basically their version of Han Solo. Uh, like, And every character in the main core of the Guardians is like... You, I feel like I'm drawn to each of them individually for different reasons, and I love that. I mean, the humor was by far the best. I still think it's like, it's my favorite humor. There's one other movie that we'll get to later that I think is very tight, and I would understand why somebody else would pick that movie over this movie for the humor. But, um, and I've watched this movie several times. It's probably the one that I've watched the most. Um, I'm trying to think real quick through the other ones, but I'm pretty sure it's one that I've watched the most. And one of the things I love about the humor is that it's probably the first self-deprecating MCU movie and maybe the most self-aware MCU movie. I feel like there's a lot of times where they are um, very aware of how, um, like, this is different. This is goofy. This is, like, not the same as uh, the other movies so far. And so and I loved it for that. So I would put it in I Love You 3000. Um, but, Lincoln, what do you think? Uh can, I, can we go to Carson real quick? Sorry. Yes. Yeah, so uh, with Guardians of the Galaxy, it's, I mean, David made some really good points. Um, I, it is such a fun movie. And uh, I'm trying to think, like, recall back to my first memory of this movie. It was actually watching the trailer for it. Uh, and I remember thinking, like, this is about to be the dumbest movie uh that i have seen in yes. forever if i watch yeah. this i was like i don't want to watch this it, i remember seeing uh like bradley cooper as rocket raccoon just the whole gang and being like this is so dumb and then it gets <laughs> to the end because and i was actually like i wasn't super aware of them as a whole and I, then it got to the end and it was like 
and it said it was a Marvel movie. And I was floored because I didn't yeah. even know it was a Marvel movie um, because I'm not super in line with the comic books. Yeah. Uh, and then, and I was like, are they going to seriously make this part of the MCU? And I was just like shocked. Um, and then that all changed when I actually watched the movie. And I think this is maybe uh, the MCU in terms of just like smashing successes is very impressive as a whole. But in terms of um, original content, I think this is maybe one of the most impressive things, mm -hmm. uh, products that the MCU and that the story group uh, at Disney has put out uh, simply because it's so, it, I don't know, it feels so original. It feels so creative. Um, they do a great job of making space interesting. Yeah. Uh, we're going to get a little, I don't want to kind of spoil how <laughs> I feel about Captain sure. Marvel and the space stuff in that. Mm -hmm. um, but um, they just do a, such a great job of making it fun, exciting, entertaining, and kind of introducing you to how things are outside of earth. And yeah. that's uh, not, not even to mention all like the, the fun stuff that you get with like just the gang and the music, just like oh, the idea yeah. of music playing a big role in the movie. It's so, so good. fun. I was going to say, have we not mentioned the music yet? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, don't know. I, don't know. I didn't mention that. Uh, and so uh, I'm going to put it in I Love You 3000. Yeah. I think uh, I think it's it's such a great movie. And I love because I feel like some of the MC movies, I feel like you can kind of credit or take, I rather you can kind of ding them for not always being original movies uh borrowing from comics and although obviously this does a little bit it feels uh very original uh, yeah. very original and i i guess today is just the day that we all decide to blank on big names director james gunn james james gunn did such a phenomenal job oh yeah uh, so yeah, great. I, I was very impressed yeah i had uh, a similar vision. Yeah, I had a similar actual reaction than you did, but it was a little bit different. When I first heard about the movie and heard what they were doing and the ideas behind it, I was like, this is going to be terrible. It's going to be the first big flop of the MCU. But the trailer actually turned me around on it a little oh, bit wow, because, really? because it felt like Star Wars. I was like, okay, well, I love Star Wars. This is probably going to be at least decent, like has good actors in it. Um, I, I At that point, actually, I knew Gamora from Star Trek. And obviously I knew uh, Bradley Cooper and... Um, and Vin Diesel. And Vin Diesel. But like, I was like, well, Vin Diesel is Groot. Like, I'm, that's that seems bizarre to me. But I laughed a lot in the trailer. Had a lot of fun stuff in it, and it was like a space Star Wars kind of thing. So it might be okay. Um, and I was a little more high on it after the trailer. But watching the movie, it still blew me away. Um, yeah, and I think it does. I think it does multiple things well for the first time in the MCU outside of Winter Soldier. I think that all the other movies before these two have strengths and weaknesses, and these two movies just have strengths yeah but what i do you, what do you think so it's funny for a while i kind of just thought guardians 2 was like right up there with it for me and the more i've thought about it i've realized it is a clear tier below it probably maybe even more but uh and i think back to funnily enough you guys were talking about your first like opinion of it so one day me and keegan and Riley and Jay, a lot of people who listen to this <laughs> won't know who that is. Uh, we maybe skipped school and went to Kings Island. And while we were there, we it was really hot and we got bored, so we went and saw a movie. And we saw uh, Days of Future Past, another superhero movie. Yeah. And while we were there, they had the poster for Guardians. And I remember, like Keegan and I talking about how it was going to suck. Like we thought it was going to be bad. <laughs> And then 
I remember watching the trailer and similar to David being like, actually, this looks pretty cool. And then again, I remember thinking it's going to be, it's going to be a Marvel movie and going in and it's like, maybe like, it's not the hardest, but it's up there with like the hardest I've ever laughed in a theater. Me too. Me too. Like I it might be the died most. laughing it. And, and I feel like so much of it was because I wasn't expecting that tone, which I probably should have from the trailer, but I was younger then. I, you know, I didn't know much about yeah. like tone for movies, but and it just holds it, the tone for so long. It's, it's, it's yeah. funny the entire length of the movie. Like there, yeah. And I mean, Bradley Cooper, who, you know, he's a great actor, but he genuinely does a terrific job voicing Rocket yes. Raccoon, which is like a difficult thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, this movie Rabbit. expanded. Yeah. This Rabbit. movie expanded the universe in a really cool way. Mm-hmm. Uh, even to the point where, like, we, we first see Celestials in this which yeah. are going to play a big part in like Eternals and stuff like that. Like it's still paying off yeah. stuff that it introduced. I think uh, Dave Batista is like a guy who anytime he pops up in a movie now, I'm like, oh yeah, let's go. Like yeah. Knives Out too. Like I'm like, oh sweet, Dave Batista's in this. <laughs> I obviously would not have thought that before this movie. Like it, yeah. it turned me around on him. I thought, I think he's great. Uh, I for the purpose of the mcu i do have it probably in avengers assemble because okay. i think it's very good but i think i probably have like five or six movies ahead of it yeah so i think i probably have it tier two okay. I, that won't really matter because you guys both have it tier one. <laughs> well it don't matter uh, in terms of placement within the tier. Yeah, yeah. so but, so i think that just like we've kind of come up with some rules of thumb throughout doing this where one tier difference two people in the same tier keep it where it's at with the two people mm-hmm. so yeah. we will go through the placement once we get totally done but um so that would leave it with i love you 3000 so we have two more movies in the uh, second phase and then we'll take a, a break here um, but let's get into avengers age of ultron which is an, an interesting uh, an interesting one i think so let's start off with carson what do you think about this one here so this movie maybe Phase two is definitely when Marvel was really starting to get the hang of making good Marvel movies. Uh, And this is nothing short of that. Uh, I remember it catching a little bit of flack within like the year of it being released. And I really don't remember why. Um, I, I, this is one of the ones that I rewatched that I've rewatched within the past three months. And it is a, it's a good movie. Um, It does characters really well. Um, you get great stuff with like with Thor, even um, like the scene at the party with the hammer where they're all trying to yeah. lift it up. That, really I feel fun. like I feel like this movie excels uh, with the Avengers stuff where Avengers 2012 kind of fell flat for me. Um, so for me, I'm going to put it in. I can do this all day. Um, okay. It's it's just it's like a really solid movie. Um, I actually I like Ultron in the movie. I think there are some fair critiques, but James Spader knocks it out of the park. He's great. Yeah. Um, there's and again, there's there's fair criticisms, but just like uh, the introduction of Vision was done very well. Um, the way they have Tony and implement Tony and Bruce working on him, you get the more like uh, sciencey science fiction stuff in the movie. Yeah. Um, the, the stuff with um, introducing uh wanda and quicksilver um it, there's the movie just does a lot of things that are real uh really fun and then the way the also um that the movie sets up future events it does that mm-hmm. it that is blatantly very intentional um and the fact like if you trace other marvel stuff back like 
so much of Marvel content that comes after this can be traced back to this movie, whether it's, it's insane. WandaVision. It's weird, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. WandaVision, Civil War, um, like events that take place or things that are referenced in Endgame. Um, Ragnarok with yeah, Ragnarok. going off in space. Right, yeah. It's so much. Um, like Panthers mentioned, or Wakanda's mentioned for the first time. Like That's true, yeah. Yeah, because you get Andy Serkis and the stuff with uh, yeah. the Vibranium. Vibranium. Yeah, and so um, I'm gonna I put, I'm gonna have it in. I can do this all day. Awesome. Okay, Lincoln, what about you? Um, so first of all, I meant I forgot to mention this with Winter Soldier, and I feel bad about it. Uh, Anthony Mackie's introduction, and I think he yes, from that's... basically the first word is just a cool, charismatic guy that you want to like be a part of the movie. Yeah, and then that's great like 40 seconds after that he has a line with steve where he's just kind of being funny and then he has that line about like your bed's too soft right you feel like you're sinking through it and you're like oh Oh, cool like there's depth there Mm -hmm. and even all the way through falcon and winter soldier that is his like key characteristic that he is really really good at like understanding trauma and like talking to people about it like that's literally one of like his main attributes and i think that is like such a good thing that's, anyway. that's that's worth mentioning because we didn't even yeah. mention him with the actual Winter Soldier movie. He's he's very good. Uh, he is but. in this movie, so I felt yes. I felt justified in mentioning it. Uh, and he's you know Perfect. he pops up and he's cool. But uh, yeah, I think apparently Joss Whedon, which wow, that's a minefield. So we don't need to get into that. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, problematic. A little he bit, apparently but... had to fight to have the like dinner party scene in this movie. Really? Okay. Yeah, which is really interesting to me because I think it's probably like one of the best scenes in the movie. I think it's the best scene in the movie. Yeah, it's it's the only time basically in the entire MCU where it's literally them just hanging out. And it's really cool to see. Yeah. Uh, it sets up Endgame well too with the hammer. Uh yeah again like that's a really really good scene this movie has a lot of weird stuff that so this is this is a little bit of a take i was working on while listening to carson i think (laughs) this movie was not good for the mcu or it was a better movie than it was an mcu film when it came out and now it's the opposite i think it's a better avengers uh 2012 yeah yeah I, i think now this movie is still it's not a great film uh, there's a lot of like everything with Black Widow in this movie is bad to the point of being like mm-hmm. weird. Yeah. <laughs> like she's a monster because she can't have kids and it's just weird. Yeah, like I don't like that's it, problematic. Her her love story with Hulk is just bad. It's yeah. not it's never really paid off later, and I'm glad because it, there's no need. Swing and a uh, <laughs> Linda Cardellini showing up is cool. Uh, <laughs> I I think yeah, Ultron's great, and I think uh, Vision and Wanda being introduced in this is great. And Wanda is just like one of my favorite MCU characters. I feel like you guys are probably somewhere close to that, if not in the same boat. And her like getting inside their heads, and that's mm-hmm. like the role that she plays is so cool. Uh, yeah. I really like this movie. There's a I feel like for the movies that aren't great, I do a lot of praising them. And then I'm like, yeah, but I'd put it here. It's a C. Yeah. yeah. But that's kind of where I am with this. I, I think it's probably, I can do this all day. Uh, so you so put it there. Yeah. Okay. But I, I don't think it's a great movie by any means. I think it has a really good opening, which is something the first Avengers definitely doesn't. Yeah. Where they're, they're just being the Avengers, like storming mm-hmm. the Hydra base, which is really cool. 
So I'll lead off with, with that, actually, because that, that was one of my points. It has a good opening. Some of the dialogue in the uh, banter is a little hit or miss for me um, in the opening. However, I feel like that's, that's a Joss Whedon thing for sure. His comedy yes. has aged poorly, among yes. other things about him. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, and so for me overall, just to go ahead and cap it off, I would actually have it in Dormammu have come to bargain, but that's not going to matter because you guys have it one step higher. Um, and the reason why is I think it's kind of the opposite of Iron Man 3. So Iron Man 3 doesn't do a ton for the MCU and made people mad that love the MCU, mm-hmm. um, but is a good movie. I think the Avengers Age of Ultron is a bad movie that does so much for the MCU. <laughs> I think it literally 80% of the movie is set up for other things. Like, yeah. and, and that's kind of a problem with some MCU movies where like some part of it, some chunk of it will be like, well, this isn't really helping this movie, but it'll pay off yeah. later. Let's um, pause from this movie and set up something else, basically. Yes, and which is a problem that the MCU has, I guess. Um, but mostly they work, they, they make it work okay. Yeah. This movie, is, it feels like so much of it is set up. I feel like there's yeah. a lot of things that just don't, that either don't pay off or don't pay off within this movie. And there's a whole bunch of stuff with Thor where they're just like trying to sideline him and try to do other things with him to set up his movie. But that is like, uh, what, like two or three years later? Uh, yeah. Ragnarok is is two years later and it's in november so it's like I, i'm pretty sure it was in like the fall or in the winter it was yeah. ragnarok so there's plot in this is real boring so like there's a lot of things that to me there's a lot of good things it, it's a lot more up and down for me than the first avengers just because the first avengers the first half's not good but i don't hate it i'm not like oh this is terrible i just for me i just don't mind it the end is really strong whereas event and also like you mentioned carsten about avengers one clint being like mind controlled and that being a weird side thing I mean, they do it again here. Yeah, and they so do it, it again, and it, it works a lot better, in my opinion. I think it works one. better, but it's also like a retread. And so, like yeah. we've we've already some we've already had some opinions where we're like dinging movies for retreads, and this is like the first to me the first big example of like, and they just totally retread this think, whole idea of Clint. Like, it, it's like they don't don't know how to use Clint. Yeah, I um, think for me, uh, like along with that in terms of like them reusing that it, it was a little different in terms of like mind control because he wasn't like act being actively a villain and they were and, and they did it to each character so that was interesting yeah um but yeah. i actually do like um uh, like what you were saying uh with the movie i think i think all oh, those are all fair uh criticisms and very valid uh but although the movie does spend a lot of time setting other things up i think what makes sets this movie apart is that even while it does that it gets the the filler right uh, like you get your character moments mm-hmm. that are still good. Um, you have a good, um, you have James Spader as Ultron, which makes things interesting. He's great. He's great. You get um, the stuff with Hawkeye and Wanda is, uh, is very good. Um, when he kind of like at, um, like when he's talking to her, at least at the end of the movie, like in the finale, uh, when, she, when he's basically like, you're either going to come out here and you're going to be an Avenger or you're just going to stay in here and hide basically. Um, yeah. And- and he's and he even gives the line like none of this makes any sense. Um, I'm and when he delivers that, and then just watching and then um, him like motivating her to step out of the door and actually like yeah. uh, kind of own that part of the last fight. Um, sure. I think you get some good stuff there, and then even just like like Cap's good, uh, Tony's good. Um, obviously, it's it's not like great, but I think the fact that the you have some things that can't be said about maybe other characters uh, at least in earlier movies where like mm-hmm. the characters at least feel like themselves yeah um, and for me 
Uh, so it, um, it kind of masks a lot of that maybe more boring stuff that you're referring to. Yeah. And I, I do think the last thing I would say to give some reasons why I have it a step below you guys. Also, I don't think I do love Wanda. She is one of my favorite characters in the MCU. I don't think she's good in this movie. Other, other than at the end when they kind of like the stuff with her and Hawkeye is good, but the rest of it is like just yeah. okay to me. Um, and I think Quicksilver is, is like, maybe he's not bad, but it came out right around the time as the better Quicksilver. Yeah. <laughs> so I've always just kind of been like, yeah, he's fine. But the other guy is so much better. Like Evan Peters yeah. is way better to me as Quicksilver. And that's kind of been my connection to that. So, so it, it'll end up and I can bad. do this all day, but what was that? Sorry. Their accents are very bad. Yeah, that's another thing too. Like the weird accents that end up going away anyways or coming yeah. and going. That whole thing is kind of strange too. So I yeah. would put it in Normamu, but you guys both have it a step higher. So that's fine. It'll be there. And we'll um, hash out placement later. So let's do one more before a break, which is the last movie of the uh, second phase, which is Ant-Man. Um, my first recollection of Ant-Man was like, man, this movie is hilarious. Um I wouldn't have it quite as funny as Guardians, but it was pretty uh, far and away the second uh, best like comedy-driven movie in the MCU. I would probably go ahead and put it, and I can do this all day. Um, like Scott Lang, a very likable character. Paul Rudd, I thought, was really inspired casting um, for a superhero. Like you, you don't really see other movies of him. Like, oh yeah, he'd be a great superhero, but he is a good superhero. And the whole story, I think they do a good job of instead of making him like an anti-hero or like a good guy, bad guy kind of mix, they give a good reason as to why he's done things that are against the law and make him endearing with that instead of making it like, oh, he's just, he's conflicted or he's, you know, has some inner turmoil. No, he's just had like some bad situations fall his way and they actually make him endearing through that. And his, his, his connection to his daughter is like, to me, a pretty high um, relationship in the MCU. So I put it there, but- what do you guys think? Uh, Lincoln, go ahead. Yeah, I think this movie is like, it's, I think it, it, it is almost the, like, the average MCU to a T. Yeah. In that it's funny. There's a lot of good moments. The villain is bad. Villain's it's bad. so forgettable. He's just another version of the hero. So it's like that trope even worse. Yeah. Uh, another, this movie has a lot of, retreading of iron man but doing it worse because like yes that's true something that iron man has that's not very good is like obadiah stain and i get that it's supposed to be a twist but he seemingly just goes insane at some point in the movie and that's yeah. how the villain is in this one too like he is openly like murdering people and you're just like okay like this dude was presented as being a jerk and now he's just a murderer which is like there's a big leap between the two. Yeah, and it's a waste and, of a waste of Corey Stoll, the actor. That yeah, he's, he was good actor, interesting cast as a villain, and just yeah. pretty lame and boring. Yeah, but uh, this movie has uh, Greg Turkington, who is he's his boss at Baskin Robbins, who fires him. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and that moment he, is amazing. The whole scene yeah, is great. He's he's legitimately one of the funniest humans in the world. I think I know that is a hot take, but uh, <laughs> he's part of the on cinema universe, which I won't shut up about until everyone that I know is like watched some of it. But he's very funny. It's weird that he's in this movie, but he is very funny. Uh, I think that the moment with Falcon in this is fun. Mm -hmm. It's just kind of like, hey, this is happening in the MCU, yeah. that sort of thing. It's not like 
you could say it kind of is taking away from the plot of the movie to show that it is part of the MCU, but on rewatch, I thought it was fun more than it was distracting. Yes. Uh, Michael Douglas is great, obviously. He's really good. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think this movie is like probably the perfect like mid tier, mm-hmm. which it's funny. Uh, I have a thing that I always talk about, which is the rule of no sevens, because when you think mm-hmm. something's good, you either you want to give it a seven, but you should like decide do I actually like it? Is it an eight or do I not? And it's a six. Yes. And we've kind of forced ourselves to not have a seven in this by not having a midpoint. Yes. Because a lot of these movies, I think, would have been the midpoint. And sure. so this is one that I think I'm going to put below the midpoint. Yeah. And that's put right. it in Dormammu. Okay. Uh, even though I, again, like I think there's a lot of good positives, but it is so average in what it does that's, in a lot fair. of ways. All right. Carson, finish us up here. So uh, again, a lot of what makes this movie great has already been mentioned. You have like the relationship, the character stuff, um, the character interactions between um, Paul Rudd um, and like Michael Douglas are great between um, him and his, and the, and his daughter. Those are all really great interactions. Um, it's super funny. Uh, I do want to at least mention the side characters and like his team. Uh, yeah like like the russian oh, movie. Or, I don't yeah, know if russian. They are, they're worth mentioning that's, that's yeah they're funny like, what i don't even remember their names what's the louise really, yeah louise uh louise. they're all those those are all great yeah. um the movie i feel like it just does it does a lot right i like and i said this about i don't remember which movie i said this about but i'm gonna reiterate what i said and like this movie i mean like it's ant-man for crying out loud that you're if you're gonna put your like a ceiling uh, or put yourself in a container. <laughs> yeah. Over your head for a superhero movie. It's this movie. Yeah. Like, how could uh, this be? A, like how could how could this be a top tier movie? Right. I, I don't. I don't know. But but uh, and I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. Yeah. Um, for movies, um, but I do think that's why it contributes so much to just being like the most like like very uh, representative of just Marvel as a whole. It's funny. It has mm-hmm. uh, good action and superhero stuff. Um, I'm going to put it in, I can do this all day. Uh, I think because of that, because I think for, for the most part, since we all, like I would agree with Lincoln that it is a pretty, an average Marvel movie. Yeah. But the reason why I'm going to have it in, I can do this all day is because I feel like that tier of movies are movies that I actively uh, enjoy uh, and really enjoy watching. Um, even though they're, they're a little bit above, I feel like, I feel like Ant-Man is above average in terms of my enjoyment factor, um, at least upper half um of these tiers yeah i think it's my number 12 right around there so yeah i think so that's why that's pretty much why i'm placing it there it it sets it sets the ceiling um on itself but it achieves that very well all right so for now it will put it at i can do this all day and we'll uh have that in that that third tier that b tier so there's the end of the second phase so let's do a quick recap of phase two not in chronological order of release, but in uh, top to bottom of our tiers. So we have our first two in I Love You 3000 with The Winter Soldier and Guardians of the Galaxy. Then we put Avengers, Age of Ultron, and Ant-Man. And I can do this all day, which is actually our third tier. We have nothing in the middle, the second tier, the Avengers Assemble tier, which is like our A tier. We added Iron Man 3 to Dormammu, I've Come to Bargain, which is our fourth tier. We put Thor of the Dark World, and it's probably just a case of the Mondays, which is our fifth tier. And we added nothing to the bottom tier. So good for the second phase of the MCU for having nothing in the bottom, bottom tier from us. And with that, we'll take a quick break here and be right back to finish out 
the third phase of the MCU. You've probably noticed by now there's only a minute or two left on this podcast, and we are only about halfway through the list of MCU films. We have said we, we are going to be ranking and putting into tiers. So what happened is we quickly realized this topic was far too grand for one episode. So what you uh, hear now is me later <laughs> adding in that decision that we made to cut this into two parts. So what you listen to so far was part one, which is phases one and two of the MCU. Next week, you can look forward to hearing part two, which will be all of phase three, as well as the TV shows so far from 2021. So thank you, first of all, for listening to part one, um, for engaging on Instagram. You can find posts that show our uh, rankings so far. And if you are still curious as to where we put the rest of these films, tune in next week as we get into phase three.